It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is June 23rd, 2015, and good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good morning, Gary. (laughs) All right. Did you hear... Uh, Donald Trump is officially running for president. <laughs> well, I, I did. <laughs> yes. Did. You yes. know, I guess you should really listen to it. I encourage everyone to listen to it. It's on the Internet. Just can't wait to hear how the other candidates are going to compare. And I, I'm not getting political, and I'm, I, we can't get religious either. But, again, <laughs> when, you, when you listen very closely to what they're saying, choose wisely. This next election is really going to mean something for this country. Absolutely. Okay. Joining me today as co-host, we have former Staff Sergeant Jim Klug. He served 19 months in Vietnam as a Purple Heart recipient. He is now holds the position of the National Historian for the Military or the Purple Heart. And again, good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. Happy to join you as always. All right. If you missed our last show, be sure to listen to it. Listen to the archive section on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Last week, we interviewed Jeff Kendrick, Executive Director for the Maryland Center of Veterans Education and Training, also known as McVet. Oh, it sounds like another McDonald's sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, <laughs> although relatively new as an agency, McVet, that's M-C-V-E-T, has already received a great deal of attention from the Department of Veterans Affairs and the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And on May 7, 1997, HUD declared McVet was the national model for seamless services to homeless veterans. They provide homeless veterans and other veterans in need a very comprehensive service that will enable them to rejoin the communities as productive citizens. All right. It was a good show. Be sure to just go to the archive section of the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Jim, I understand that Oregon did a right thing. Again. Again. (laughs) Well, well, Gary, this is really important. And yes, they certainly did. Uh, You remember our program last, uh, what, two weeks ago uh, ago where Hugh Crawford uh, set out to do something very special. And uh, the state of Oregon became one of the very few in the nation, in our nation's uh, uh, you know, that recognize POWs every single day. And the way we did that, we fly the, Amer- uh, the POW flag, MIA flag, just below the American flag on all of our state buildings here in the great state of Oregon. All right. Now, you began this campaign, what, two years ago? Yeah, Hugh set out. Uh, he did the ride to the wall uh, on uh, Memorial Day two years ago. And uh, it took him quite a, you know, it was a, quite a path. But Hugh has to, Hugh continually says, I didn't do this alone. And he didn't. But he certainly was the driver behind it. And uh, I'm proud of Hugh. Uh, he was a door gunner in Vietnam. He first got over there as a uh, fireman. And he said, you know what, this isn't cutting it. After a few months, he said, I want to get in the war. So he walked over to a killer hunter battalion helicopter company and said, hey, I want to be a door gunner. Day one. He jumped behind a 60, and uh, he did his first, uh, you know, insertion over in Vietnam, and 
So Gary's a good guy. All right. Gary or Hugh? Uh, uh, Hugh, I'm sorry. <laughs> was it me? <laughs> it was you. It was Hugh. <laughs> All right. And how many times did you hear about this? The House and the Senate voted 100% on this bill, correct? It was 100% uh, after it went to the floor, and we had a few uh, opportunities to bring it to, uh, you know, to the floor in discussion manner. And uh, we all testified this is really the right thing to do, not just six times a year, but 365 days a year. And, uh, boy, the Republicans, and the Republicans and the Democrats in both houses voted 100% to do it the right way the first time. All right. You know, this should serve as an encouragement, let's say even a challenge for our veterans. They, should, they need to go across the nation and get every state uh, flying that flag. That's, a, that's just unbelievable. Yep, that is true. Six days out of the, six days out of the year, and, and now it's 365 in Oregon. Yep. That's a good challenge. And I, again, Gary, those that have heard uh, the broadcast and are hearing it maybe perhaps the first time, go back and listen to it. And uh, I, we got to challenge them, Gary, that uh, there isn't a veteran that is hearing this or will hear that program that can't go to their capital and see what's going on and look upon a state building and say, it's not being flown. You can do something to change that. Too bad they had to wait 70 years. Yeah, well, that's it. We waited 70 years, and uh, when we went and signed the documents here this uh, last uh, Tuesday, we had two former v uh, POWs from W-2, Cordita Longati, 92 years old, and Walter Haynes, 96 years old. We rode for uh, almost six hours up and back to the state capitol in Salem. On Harley's? Oh, uh, yeah, pretty close. Uh, yeah, we were double riding. But you know what? We had the opportunity to talk about what it was like yes. uh, in both the European and the Pacific uh, theaters when they were held POWs. And uh, there isn't a veteran out there that would have ch almost chosen death versus a, being a POW. And we simply, Gary, cannot forget these POWs, MIAs, any further. That's correct. Well, don't forget about the American Heroes Network Radio's archive library of radio shows. We have created a veterans resource that is truly making a difference through our weekly live shows. All our shows are archived on demand for easy access to resources and events anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Let's get to our guest. Today's show is titled USO Programs and Services. This is something that every military person needs to hear about and be reminded of. Now, go ahead, introduce our guest. My privilege, uh, Gary. Steve Tomlin is the Chief Operating Officer for the USO Metro Washington Baltimore. Uh, and that happens to be, strangely enough, or I should say uniquely enough, one of the largest USO affiliates in the world. Steve uh, leads the day-to-day -day operations and oversees 11 locations and a deployable mobile USO that collectively serves nearly 300,000 members and their families living in the Washington, Baltimore region and 150,000 traveling through local airports every year. Included in these locations are two of the largest USO centers in the world, the USO, USO Warriors and Family Center at Fort Belvoir and the USO Warriors and Family Centers at Bethesda, located at the campus at the Naval Support Activities Bethesda, home of Walter E's National Military Center. I've been there. It's incredible. 
Uh, Steve is a retired from the United States Navy, and he joins the USO Metro after serving as the Director of Veterans Initiatives for United Way of the National Capital Area. Uh, he is an Iraq War veteran, praise the Lord, and served as a Wounded Warrior Liaison for the Naval Sea System Command. And I'll leave that, uh, boy, that's a tough one, N-A-V-S-E-A to all five of the Military Wounded Warriors Transition Commands. Wow, what a, what a bio. Steve, welcome, my friend. Welcome, Steve. Yeah, thank you very much. Good morning, and uh, happy Tuesday to everybody. It's really an honor to be here with you guys. All right. Well, How many years did you just spend in the service? Uh, a little bit over 20. I uh, had a 20. couple years as an enlisted guy uh, uh, right out of high school, um, and then um, got picked up RTC and uh, spent the last uh, 18 years in my uh, at my time uh, as an officer. All right. I, th I think we should really start off with, um, Steve, if you could tell us uh, the history of the USO. I, th I think everybody needs to be refreshed on that one because uh, I think everybody that's ever been in the service, you know, knows about a USO. Sometimes it, they just forget. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting because most everyone who's in the military or families are somehow connected uh, to the military. USO is a fairly well-known entity, and it's, it's one of those things that we are trying to uh, broadcast what we really do to the American people so that they know what we're doing really on behalf of them for the military members and their families. But um, actually, the first, the first mission of the USO was supporting America's troops. Uh, it's been almost 75 years ago, uh, 1941, uh, when we were, it was pretty clear that uh, we were heading into World War II. And we actually, there were six organizations, um, and I'll name them off. And as you go and look at our logo, uh, one of the things that most people don't know is those stars that are on our logo around the USO represents those, those six organizations that started, that we uh, basically came from our heritage. Uh, Salvation Army, uh, YMCA and YWCA, uh, the National Catholic Community Services, the National Travelers Aid Association, and the National Jewish Welfare Board. Um, and those six organizations came together, really wanted to do something for America's troops, and then President Franklin D. Roosevelt created basically this core sense of purpose among those agencies by forming the United Service Organizations, or USO. Uh, and the whole purpose and the objective of that was providing the emotional support the troops needed. You know, I think um, you know most folks kind of uh, think of USO back in the 40s and and 50s with a lot of the entertainment uh, that was done, and obviously the Bob Hope tours. Um, I think you guys may have uh, been the recipients of one of those back in Vietnam, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Definitely. Yeah. That was something. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we're getting, we're getting real close to a break. Uh, I know we have a lot to talk about, so why don't we go ahead and do that. Uh, right. today's, today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, check out our sponsor page to see the businesses that support our veteran communities. Just be sure to support them back. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier. 
or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Steve Tomlin, COO for the USO Metro Washington, Baltimore area. And, uh, Jim, you had a question when we were on break. Well, Steve, you mentioned that, uh, that you know, we had both Gary and I uh, were privileged to see uh, Bob Hope while we were over in Vietnam. There are other affiliates around the world. Can you tell us where yeah, those ab- are located? Absolutely. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, the USO has, has grown uh, certainly to support the, the changing missions and needs of the military. Uh, I, they're actually at uh, more than 160 locations um, in 27 states and 14 countries. So it's not just the airports here locally that folks uh, do recognize, you know, as you're going through uh, local airports and seeing that USO lounge. Certainly a lot, of, uh, a lot of centers and lounges across Europe and pretty much where our military is is uh, where you're going to find USO. So uh, we have really figured out how to uh, meet the needs and, and uh, lift the spirits of those, you know, overseas as well as here in the continental U.S. Steve, you know, uh, we mentioned that. Uh, I saw uh, Bob Hope, but then on my uh, second, I guess it was my first, uh, um, you know, uh, getaway from Vietnam, um, I was able to go to Japan. Hmm. And uh, that was my first real out of, really actually almost my first contact with the USO. And what a blessing it was to be able to go there and walk it along the Ginza, and then we found a little place where the USO was. We were told where it was because right. it was a it was a safe place to go for yeah. veterans. And In that fact, was that, a, that is kind of one of our taglines: is you know, home away from home, and uh, it's yeah. it's not too bad to kind of go into a place that uh, you really feel safe and secure and supported, and uh, you know, you can kind of kick your feet up and and really get a little piece of America. You know, no matter yeah. where you are around the world. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, you know that many people know about the USO, but uh, what does the USO Metro do? Maybe different than the rest? or? Well, we're, we're obviously focused on our local troops, uh, families, and dependents and caregivers here in the local metropolitan Washington and Baltimore area. 
Uh, we actually were incorporated um, almost as far back as the actual USO, um, the, the big uh, big corporate. But uh, July of 1963, actually, we started as National Capital USO, uh, changed in 92 to the USO Council of Metropolitan Washington, and, and then uh, November of 2013, we actually added Baltimore to our name to to really reflect more accurately all the great support we're providing across the whole state of Maryland. Um, you know, I, I think you've mentioned it at the beginning. We serve uh, over 300,000 local troops and their families uh, in the, the Washington-Baltimore region. And, and although that's fluctuated over the years, you know, we really have evolved with it uh, specifically uh, after September 11th. Um, the two centers that you talked about, the two largest USO centers in, in the world, uh, really came from that need um, after September 11th and how we really go after uh, supporting and lifting the spirits of, of those military coming back. Um, you know, so we, we, we look at what's going on. Uh, you know, we develop new programs and services. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of changing needs for the military depending on uh, the demographics and, and the locality. Uh, but we really are trying very hard. Uh, you know, we have kind of the pulse on uh, what the local troops and families need. And, and you know, we really kind of... Uh, morph into that to help uh, uh, kind of address those, those concerns. Um, you know, I, I'm a coffee drinker, uh, and that's one of the things that uh, there's a few items that you'll always find when you, when you go into a USO Center or lounge, um, you know, maybe a, a cup of coffee, healthy snack. Uh, we have computers and phones to connect with loved ones. Um, or it might be a little bit more complex than that. Um, you know, we do emergency housing. Uh, we, do, we help with families of the fallen uh, through our airport lounges. Um, but basically, what, whatever the need is, we try very hard to find programs and services to address those. Um, and we have a phenomenal uh, network of sponsors and donors, corporate, corporately and individually, that, uh, that help us do our mission. So it's, it's been pretty fantastic here. That's fantastic. Uh, that is good. And if they go to the Metro, uh, the Metro, uh, rather, I'm sorry, usometro.org, yep. they'll be able to look up all the locations. Yeah, absolutely. All all our locations and uh, um, you know how to how to volunteer, and we can get into that. But you know, there's all of our information is there. Lots of great information, um, ways to connect in, ways to donate, ways to volunteer. You know, if you if you're looking for an event coming up, uh, lots of great programs that uh, uh, that marquee across our website. So. Uh, if you have any interest um, across the gamut of, of how to get involved or what to do, you know, that's a great first way for us here locally to, to engage everybody. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Steve, how about uh, when, uh, when the troops return home? Does USO get involved in that when the, uh, you know, the meet the, the uh, offloading as they come through the terminal? Yeah. It, in fact, uh, you know, we have three of uh, pretty much all of the, Metropolitan airports in this region with uh, BWI uh, up in Maryland and Dulles, uh, Northern Virginia, and then uh, National Reagan. Um, we do have a, an airport lounge at Joint Base Andrews, although you know a lot of civilians don't travel through there. Uh, but the three large ones, uh, we 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 certainly work with the airport authorities, and we work with uh, a lot of the uh, the groups that support veterans and uh, active duty militaries coming back. And you know, it's one of the things that we just love doing is showing support um and uh it, it's it's pretty uplifting if you haven't had a chance i definitely think that uh if if you get the opportunity to go and and find out when some of the honor flights are coming in or some of the uh uh the active duty troops are coming home and uh you know bwi and and, and dulles does a really good job 
uh, especially yep. from the international side. They're coming from overseas, you know, lining the, the corridors and waving the flags, and uh, really does make you feel good to be an American at that point. It does. You know, I've got to say, Steve, one other uh, wife and I were flying through with the military of the Purple Heart. Uh, we traveled through, and of course, uh, Reagan's one of our favorite connections because of the proximity to, uh, you know, the uh, metro line there, right. you know, jumping on right. the metro. Yep. But uh, we had a couple of troops that were heading over to the USO, and we, had, we were there early. And so they said, hey, let's go to the USO. They, they came over, they said, hey, Thanks for your service. And I said, well, thank you for yours. And, I mean, these these young men and women are standing there, the hope and dreams of our nation's yep. freedom yep. and the rest of the world's freedom. And they said, hey, we're going to the USO. Come on with us. Yeah. And so they yeah. took us over there. And it was amazing. Even though, hey, I'm standing there almost as a 70-year-old, these young troops, are they made me feel at home. Yeah, and it was, a, it was a great time, Steve. Yeah, and that's, you know, we'll... Love to touch on the volunteers because what you're talking about is, um, you know, we everyone can have a building, everyone can have a, a space. Uh, it's the people that are inside that make the difference, and we have a tremendous core of volunteers and staff. And uh, I, I think that's one one of the things that we do differently, um, specifically with the military, is uh, we we treat them like they are who they are, which are very special, very uh, worthy of honor. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a home, homey feel to that. Uh, you can kind of come in and just relax, and there's not a lot of pressure, and there's not a lot of stress, and you can kind of just take a little bit of a load off as, uh, as you're kind of either transitioning through or, you know, at our centers, just kind of getting away from uh, the daily grind. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Now, what, are there any future events that you could tell us about? Uh, oh, oh, good Lord, yes. Um, All right. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and I'm sorry for saying that. It just, uh, one of the things that I got uh, when I first started working here is, you know, the military is always busy. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, you have your mission, you have your, your, your marching orders. Um, the USO has, since I've been here, has been nonstop. And we do so much stuff. Uh, you know, some of the numbers I can tell you, you know, are on a three-month basis. Um, and uh, one of the, the stories I love talking about is uh, one of the first board meetings we went to. You know, we have uh, a rather large, very, very uh, good, supportive um, uh, corporate sponsor board. And uh, we were going through all the, you know, I'm an engineer, and I just love data and, and metrics. And, and uh, they were talking about, you know, all these data and facts and numbers. And, and um, one of the, I was kind of hearing secondhand that uh, one of our staff was sitting behind uh, one of the uh, the board members and the guy turned to the other one and said, "Hey, that's a lot of stuff that they do uh, over the course of the year." And the guy's like, "No, no, that's just in three months." Um, you know, we have a number of programs. I, just in the first three months of this year, we've done over 500 programs, um, and uh, you know, it's 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 spectacular because it really does address uh, all of the the different demographics. You know, whether it's active duty or families or kids or caregivers, um, you know, we really kind of try to focus all our programs to all the de- de- demographics and, and what's needed. Um, you know, there, there's a number of things coming up. Uh, we have uh, things during the summer, like um, uh, Moves on the Lawn. We, have, we just actually did something called Operation Boot Camp, um, a program that aims to, to help military teens, actually, uh, ages 12 to 17. It, it's kind of like a Reminisce of uh, an actual boot camp, although probably not like my boot camp experience. Um, it's uh, it's a one day type thing to get kids to really understand 
um, you know, the military's core values, have some fun doing it, and really give a little bit more insight into uh, what their parents uh, or parent um, have gone through. Um, but, um, you know, we're, we're doing a lot. In fact, uh, uh, 500 programs, uh, we have weekly, we have monthly, we have special events, you know, we do holiday programs. Um, and, and, and I don't really mean to not answer it uh, specifically, but there's just so much going on. It probably is best just to point folks to uh, our website. Um, and you can, you can click on the centers that are closest to you. You can see what the schedules are. You know, certain events coming up, um, and, and not to mention, we actually uh, we actually have a program called Ticket Line, um, which is pretty spectacular. It, it's it's a database of over ten thousand active duty military members, uh, and it it provides tickets to entertainment, sporting, and cultural events. We actually gave out more than four thousand tickets to you know events across the. D.C. metro area. Redskins alone donated 1,300 tickets just last season. So that's a a pretty popular um, uh, ticket program for folks in the area. You know, we do holiday programs, uh, both Thanksgiving and and Christmas. That's coming up. And, you know, we really gear a lot of our uh, activities and programs, events around uh, E5 and below, Um, especially in the D.C. metro area, if you're familiar with this area. It's uh, somewhat of a high standard of living and cost of living and um, any help that a lot of the junior enlisted folks can uh, get here is, is certainly helpful. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's almost one of these where you can say, hey, do you have a program for this? And I'll say yes, and here, here it is. But um, lots of great stuff going on. Uh, we're, we're always busy. Uh, right. And uh, certainly it's one of the things, getting back to the volunteers, we couldn't do it without them. Um, and we couldn't do all the programs and events and, and uh, spectacular uh, programs that uh, we put together and, and basically give, uh, you know, free of charge based on our, uh, again, phenomenal corporate sponsors to allow uh, us to, to lift the spirits. So, What do you have set up for the 4th? The 4th, actually, we have uh, uh, a bunch of events uh, here in the local area. You know, it's, it's pretty hard because one of, one of our mandates actually is not to... Um, duplicate services. Uh, right. We only really want to either augment or offer things that aren't going on. And so they're, you know, being in, in D.C. and in, in July 4th, there's certainly a number of things going on in all little townships and cities, and certainly in the capital they do the big July 4th celebration. But, you know, surrounding it, uh, we do, certainly we do events at each one of our centers. Uh, we, you know, we're doing a lot of the, the like I said, the ticket uh, uh, donation. Uh, we're doing through the summer, um, you know, movies for, for kids and families. So uh, lots of stuff going on, but we certainly do tie in um, to a lot of the, the ceremonies and uh, a lot of the uh, the celebrations, especially around, you know, like Memorial Day and July 4th and Veterans Day. Uh, we do a really good job of connecting in with the local military. You know, we're right here. Uh, our, our headquarters for USO Metro is right here behind Arlington Cemetery which is a great reminder. You know, every day I get to come to work and, and really see the sacrifices of our military. And, you know, right on the other side of Arlington is, is the Pentagon. So we're very well tied in uh, to all the bases and the, all the military troops here. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the volunteer end of it. Is that Excellent. okay? Love that. All right. Appreciate it. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Steve Tomlin, COO for USO Metro. Washington, Baltimore area. Steve, why don't you tell us some more about the volunteers, uh, and, and you're 100% right, they're the backbone. Uh, they're the backbone of any organization. Uh, and, and you probably work with a lot of them, correct? Uh, I do. Um, and uh, I, I'm sorry for taking a step back, but I would be remiss. Um, as we were over break, I was thinking, you know, we, we are doing something very specific with, uh, with July 4th. We do a, a little 5K called the Firecracker. Uh, 5K, and it's, it's a great family event, uh, specifically something that we do. And I know everyone's, you know, there's a lot of races and runs and stuff, but uh, just from a military perspective, I wanted to make sure that we got that out because that's a fantastic, we just, just started that a couple years ago. Um, so uh, on the, the, the volunteers, um, I actually have a funny story about that because, you know, military, 20 years. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, as I was interviewing for the job of COO, I noticed on our website it said, um, you know, it's a volunteer, USO Metro is a volunteer-run organization. I thought that's, you know, that's kind of nice, but that's not true. Um, because I, I know that I was going to be paid, and we, I have about 40 paid staff, and, you know, we're running all this type stuff, and wasn't really clear on how um, they could say that it's a volunteer-run organization. Um, the irony was it didn't take me long, probably about a, a couple weeks, and, and getting out to all our centers and lounges, and it was very clear that it was absolutely a volunteer-run organization. We have thousands of volunteers that open and close the centers, not paid staff. Um, you know, they're the first faces that uh, military members or families see as they come in our centers or lounges, uh, and they're really the ones that are the boots on the ground um, to help, uh, you know, figure out something or help somebody or uh, you know, give them give them that coffee or give them those those meals. That and, and it really is spectacular. We, you know, over five hundred thousand guests in twenty fourteen, as we talked about. Um, we've we've had almost two hundred thirty thousand guests just since twenty fifteen, since the start of it. 
And we have over 3,000 volunteers logging over 60,000 hours since January. Wow. Um, we have like 96 shift volunteers, uh, give a total of, of almost 400 hours per day. And it's, you know, it's one of these things that's just, it's heartwarming because um, the, the unique aspect of our volunteer corps uh, is that they come from all demographics and experiences. You know, it, it's, again, from a military aspect, I really just thought that these were, you know, either retirees that wanted to give back or, you know, someone that didn't really have anything else to do on a Tuesday, you know, and I'm being a little bit tongue-in-cheek with that. But as I've gotten out and, and really met a lot of our volunteers, um, they're every demographic. We have active duty folks that are volunteering at the centers and lounges, um, junior enlisted, senior uh, enlisted and senior officers. We actually have a, a lot of retired, um, pretty senior officers and spouses. And, and we actually even have, and this is the thing that's fascinating to me, we actually even have a lot of volunteers that really have no connection to the military other than just the desire to help support our, our military services, men and women. So, you know, you have all this together, and normally you wouldn't see this, and it's all because there's a, there's a bigger purpose. There's a bigger mission out there to support our American troops, and it's, it's just a very heartwarming, uplifting um, atmosphere to come in. And, and, you know, you're meeting folks that have served. You're meeting folks that have, have never been in the military but want to give back. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty spectacular. All right. Now, I just want to also mention that, uh, uh, you know, the one at the Orlando International Airport, um, I don't know if it's open as of yet. Uh, do, you know, do you know that, Steve? I'm sorry, say that again? The, 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 uh, the um, uh, USO that's opening up at the Orlando International Airport. Um, I'm not as familiar, but uh, I could certainly okay. uh, find that out and, and, and get back to you. I know that they just opened a pretty big one at uh, SeaTac in Washington, uh, okay, pretty close, absolutely. pretty close yep. to you, Jim. Um, yes. You know, if you decide to uh, venture over to Washington State, um, I've, I know that they have uh, done some stuff in Florida. There's a, a pretty big chartered center down there. Uh, I'm not sure about the Orlando one, so I can find that out. Yeah, I met the guy that's going to handle it. I just can't remember his name. I have his card um, with my rest of my cards. <laughs> but <laughs> right. but uh, he, he was mentioning that it's going to be actually one of the largest uh, at the Orlando International, but I don't think it's going to compare uh, with the Metro. Well, uh, and, and I know that, um, you know, for instance, there's a lot of the charter centers, there's, there's two types of USO centers and, and, and uh, organizations. There's the direct reports. Uh, and a lot of the overseas and a lot of the uh, smaller centers in the U.S. report directly to the USO headquarters incorporated here in Ar- Arlington, uh, Virginia. Um, and then there's these charter centers. You know, we have our own board. We do our own budget. Uh, we get our own sponsors and, and funding. Um, and, uh, you know, we are the large USO Metro is the largest chartered USO. Uh, but there are a number of those chartered type organizations across the U.S. Um, and or, and uh, Florida is certainly one of those. Um, but uh, I know that San Diego uh, opened up. Uh, they they were the largest USO airport center, uh, I think, back in summer of 2013. And then the SeaTac Airport. I, I got to look at the numbers. Being an engineer, before I, I I tell you which one's larger or not, but uh, I would not be surprised if the Orlando one um, was uh, was was pretty big. 
Well, the reason I thought that is because uh, where I met this man was uh, at the new VA. It's not quite open yet. It should be totally open this fall. That's the new VA over in Orlando, uh, Lake Nona. And that thing is unbelievable. Yeah. But that is, they're planning on servicing over 400,000 veterans uh, wow. from, that, from that VA center. So uh, that's what I figure. It's only, uh, what, 10 minutes down the road to the right. Orlando International right. Airport. Right. And they're certainly doing a lot better. There's, um, there's some pretty big um, state-of-the-art VA centers that are opening up, you know, really trying to address a lot of the concerns and issues that have been going on the last couple of years and, um, you know, really doing some better job about uh, meeting the needs and, and uh, helping support uh, the veterans coming through there. So that's, that's pretty exciting that uh, they have a, a big one down there. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about some of the more of the important people, which are your sponsors. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, <laughs> Can't live without them. <laughs> we, we certainly could not do it without them, and it's one of these things that uh, uh, most, most people do not realize that uh, although we were mandated by Congress, um, we do not receive government funding. Um, and uh, a lot of people don't realize that. You know, we're, we're on military bases, uh, we work with military, and I think the assumption is, is that we get either... Uh, government funding or military DOD funding, and uh, uh, we don't. We, we actually have to raise uh, a lot of sponsorships and, and donors to do the things that we do. Um, and uh, now for more than almost 74 years, um, you know, we've been that go-between between the American people and corporate sponsors and, and active duty military. Um, but certainly generous support uh, from both individuals and uh, corporate sponsors. Um, and, and I think one of the things we hear a lot is how do people uh, express their appreciation for our troops? Um, they really don't know how to go about it. You know, there's there's an onslaught of uh, nonprofits uh, out there now, especially since September 11th, that are kind of touting the same thing. Um, you know, we're here for the military. We're gonna we're gonna support the military and do all these great things for the military. Um, and so it it, it can be kind of confusing uh, to really navigate your way through. Um, that environment of so many nonprofits and so many, actually, some yeah. for profits that are trying to help uh, military and their family. But, you know, we've been doing this for uh, over seven decades and uh, really good connections and good relationships with uh, the military bases and the commanders in, in the region. Um, and I know that folks that want to give nowadays uh, really want their donations to have a real impact. Uh, and that is actually very true to us as well. Um, we're pretty, if if I do say ourselves, so we're pretty trusted, and, and we're actually a highly rated nonprofit. Um, we actually just earned the highest rating, a four star rating, on Charity Navigators, um, which right. is the nation's largest charity evaluator. Um, pretty low overhead, lots of volunteers, and and like I said, I keep saying it because we cannot do uh, it without the volunteers, and we can't do it without the sponsors and donors. Um, you know, for our for our troops and families. So we we tie in uh, through our corporate board uh, and a lot of organizations that are here in the local area that either have headquarters here uh, corporately or um, some local mom and pops. You know, we we do a lot of sponsorships for food events. You know, like uh, lunches. Um, we do a lot of uh, activities that uh, get sponsored. Um, we actually just had something called Project Cinderella. Uh, which takes active duty females and, and um, uh, female spouses. And, you know, over the course of the day, we, uh, through some really generous donations um, from our, our sponsors of that, 
uh, you know, it's a day of kind of pampering uh, and, and some new dresses and uh, new accessories and stuff. And, you know, as a guy, I, I wasn't really that excited about new dresses and shoes, but, um, you know, everybody was pretty fantastically uh, uh, enthralled with it. And, uh, you know, it's a, there's a lot of needs out there, and we have so many great uh, partners um, that step up and if it's within their bailiwick uh, to support in a certain area, you know, they, they just come alongside and allow us to happen, um, you know, dur- throughout the year and even things like holiday programs. Uh, you know, we have a great, great program, uh, if, if we have time, I'd love to tell you about, um, called uh, Project Elf and, uh, and Turkeys for Troops. And it's, you know, it's, it's two of our, our pretty big uh, programs that we do in the holidays. And... Uh, uh, it's, it's one of those where, um, I'm trying to pull up the numbers real quick, but, um, it, it normally goes to, uh, yeah, here it is, um, Christmas gifts, um, of 1,400, 1,435 children of parents that are E5 and below. And it's not just one gift, you know, they just, they basically make a Christmas for, you know, for a child. And, and we did over almost 1,500 children, uh, last Christmas. And then, Twelve, twelve hundred, a little bit over twelve hundred Thanksgiving meals. That's right. Uh, so you know, and and that's all because we, we don't do that. Uh, our sponsors are uh, enabling us uh, to do that. So it's fantastic groups, and you know, we we uh, celebrate them uh, on our website, and you can kind of see our sponsors. You can kind of see our board, uh, who's on our board, and and uh, a lot of the folks that are helping us do what we do every day. Right, so Steve. If helps. I was it. It sure does. Yeah. Uh, if I was a sponsor, uh, is there a possibility for me to uh, request a list of your upcoming uh, events so maybe I can pick and choose uh, uh, what might fit my organization better? Uh, certainly. Uh, and we have, you know, there's a couple of different ways you can do that. Uh, you can certainly go start at our website, um, uh, and, and there's a, a great way to, you know, just kind of get involved. Um, which is on our website, and there's emails and, and uh, ways, all our events, a lot of our events that are coming up. Uh, one of the best ways, though, is that uh, uh, we have kind of a support structure here within USO Metro that uh, if you're looking specifically for, you know, like uh, Warrior Family Center at Fort Belvoir, or you're really uh, close to uh, the Dulles Airport, um, you know, we put you in touch with uh, those specific centers and and, uh, you know, you can basically tie into them. You can find out their needs, uh, you know, with either volunteer needs or some, some pretty spectacular programs that are coming up. Um, so it's, there's a couple of different ways to do it. If you're interested, there's a, there's a contact us uh, piece of our website. If you have any questions, especially about upcoming in the next month, the next uh, couple months, or, you know, over the course of the year, uh, we'll get back to you uh, very quickly, a pretty, pretty quick response rate. And uh, we can let you know what's coming up, how to get involved, how to donate, you know, all that great stuff. All right. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, Do you own a business? Would you be interested in saving money on your merchant account? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. By the way, they are national. Give Josh a call right now. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. Thank you. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. At Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Steve Tomlin, COO for the USO Metro, Washington, Baltimore area. And Jim, before, when we were on break, you came up with a question. Well, uh, you know, I'm so impressed with Steve's, uh, art, how he articulates what the, the USO is about, and there's no doubt in my mind why he's the one in charge of it. And mm-hmm. Steve, you've got, you've got to have some, I, I imagine, what's happening this upcoming year? What are you going to focus on that's going to be new and perhaps even a little different? Yeah, well, thank you for that. And uh, I certainly would be remiss to say, you know, I've, I've only been here for eight months. My, my military time, my, my Navy time has certainly served me well, but... Um, yes. You know, there's a lot of people here at USO Metro that uh, really are the ones that are making this happen. Uh, and I think, um, you know, I, I love to give them praise, and, and I take all the uh, uh, all the failings. So, you know, that's a that's a good relationship I think for everyone here. Um, yeah. We're really looking for uh, how to broaden uh, kind of the needs base. Um, what is really going on with the military and the family? You know, we have a lot of folks that are, are struggling with deployments, you know, long deployments. Um, and there's, there's actually something that we just started, um, and, and it's, we're doing it something specifically with the Army, but uh, all of the services have some kind of key aspects of this health and well-being. Um, actually, there's uh, something called the Army Performance Triad, which is activity, nutrition, and sleep. You know, what you do, how you eat, and uh, getting the rest that you need. And it's, it's you know, somewhat... Um, Ironic because in the military, uh, you do what you're told, and uh, you eat what you're given, and you sleep when you know you're able. And and it's one of these things where uh, it's really a mindset to change how uh, the military is uh, engaged and from a health and well-being perspective. Uh, so that's one thing that we're looking at is how do we you know, do a little bit more, uh, uh, have some programs and events around healthy eating. Eating, uh, we get a lot of the. Um, 
the joint uh, chief of staffs, uh, chefs, and cooks uh, that come over to our centers and help teach. Uh, we do a lot of uh, rehabilitation cooking for those that have uh, maybe lost uh, an arm, um, you know, how to get back in the kitchen and, and, and do some cooking, and how do you cook healthily. Uh, you know, sometimes it seems like uh, in order to eat healthy, you have to spend more. Uh, which really is a kind of a de-incentive uh, for a lot of the junior enlisted folks. Um, mental and, and physical health uh, uh, as a cultural issue uh, certainly is, a, is vital to quality of life of all service members and their families. And, and, and we are actually working uh, with a number of programs on physical health. Uh, you know, one of, one of the things that we have at our two warrior family centers is um, an art therapy room uh, with uh, uh, really doing some great stuff with... Uh, uh, um, sculpting and painting and uh, something called uh, uh, combat paper where they uh, take all their old uniforms and goes through kind of a malting process and uh, you get this paper that comes out and uh, it, there's a therapy in using this paper which is your old uniforms um, to really go through some issues that you've dealt with or you know either deployments or uh, a lot of the, the wounded warriors really struggling to kind of get back on, on an even footing. Um, we have a music rooms, but you know, a lot of things that are focused around how to be mental and physically well. Um, and so that it's a little bit of a, uh, a side story. You know, I think, again, most people think of USO as you know, the Bob Hopes or the entertainers uh, going overseas and going where the military troops are. But you know, that, that's really only a small sliver of a lot of the things that we're doing here, which is how do you really lifting the spirit you know, is, is kind of a general kind of abstract uh, concept. Um, you know, certainly we can, we can count how many cups of coffee we, we give out and, you know, how many, uh, we were kind of talking about the donut, uh, what were those, the donut? Dollies. Donut, donut, donut dollies. dollies, right? <laughs> um, you know, you, you can count all that, but what's really the more important things is that health and well-being uh, internally, uh, mentally and emotionally to uh, the service members and their, and their families. So we're really focused on uh, finding those needs and then addressing those needs uh, th- this upcoming year. Um, you know, and, and, and as always, we're looking for the populations of military in our local area uh, to really find them and then you know, do support. We're really looking down at uh, Quantico, the Marine base down there, to open up a center this year. Um, and uh, up at uh, Fort Meade, there's a, a MEP station, uh, if you're familiar with uh, the military entrance processing um, uh, centers there, um, stations, I guess it is. So, I mean, when you come into the military, we want to be there to help um, support you, and then all through your time, even coming back from deployments uh, uh, until you get out. So we're really trying to be there from beginning to end. All right. Bottom line, home away from home. There you go. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. That's right. And hopefully, hopefully in the near future, that uh, you're going to hear more about uh, our American Heroes Water, and uh, it might be coming your way. <laughs> oh, there you nice. go. Excellent. There you all go. Right. That's definitely. It's, it would help all the uh, organizations and nonprofits uh, and your grassroots organizations. So keep that in mind. So anyway. Is I think I think I like to hit a little bit more on the volunteers because sure. uh, it's they are the backbone and you know no matter what nonprofit you go to it's it's important to have those volunteers. How does one apply to become a volunteer? Um, well, there's just there's, to show up. 
there's a couple of different ways. One of the things is, and it's we have a uh, probably a good problem, and that is uh, a lot of our centers actually have a waiting list. Um, oh, you know, there's wow. there, there's wow. only so much um, you know the volunteers can do on a daily basis, and you heard some of the numbers of how many shifts and how many hours they're spending a day. But um, if you go to again, if you, if I can point you back to our website, usometro.org, um, there's a uh, I'll pull it up real quickly uh, up in the top. Um, there's a you go to our website. There's a get involved uh, menu selection, and you can just kind of go down through there, donate, volunteer corporate partnerships, fundraising events, you know, a lot of great things that we're doing. Um, but um, the best way, the probably the most efficient way is to go to our website, click on volunteer, and it'll pull you into a, uh, you know, airport lounges, USO centers, programs and service events, uh, and other ways to volunteer. You, you may not be able to do a, you know, a guaranteed weekly shift, um, but we have our, um, our RV mobile uh, USO Mobile, that's uh, kind of the, the center on wheels that we, we go around to a lot of different locations in our geographical area. And uh, sometimes that's, you know, like supporting the Marine Corps Marathon or uh, supporting an event up in Baltimore or, uh, you know, going into some pretty far-flung uh, bases and, and supporting. And so maybe that's something that you can do. Um, maybe you want uh, to help uh, with a food drive or something. And And so there's a lot of ways to get plugged in, but we do because we want that experience to be pretty much the same, no matter which center you go to. Uh, we, we do have like a volunteer training uh, where we give you the history and you know, what, we, what we do and how we do it. Um, so it doesn't really necessarily matter if you go to uh, uh, someplace in Virginia or someplace in Maryland. Uh, you're getting the same service. You're getting all the smiles the same way, and you're still getting that cup of coffee the right way. So um, right. It, it really does kind of come down to plugging in through a website Certainly, if it were, you're welcome to come and stop by the center that's closest to you and just see if, if there's anything. But they'll probably point you back to, we have an application and want to make sure that you're plugged in the right way. All right. Sounds good. Well, we only have a couple minutes left. Steve, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. Yeah. Yep. Oh, pleasure all right. is all mine. This has been fantastic. All right. Thanks. All right. Uh, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Steve? You know, I, most of the folks, and I'm not sure of all the demographics of your listeners, but um, you know, the USO has been around for 75 years, just about. And it's, it's interesting to note that uh, the, the more solid the foundation, the longer you last. And, and you know, it's only true unless um, you can't change with the times. And, and one of the things that I believe that the USO has been really good at is uh, changing to what those needs are. Um, plug in. You know, if, you, if you're a military person, uh, plug into the USO. Uh, we we give so much back. Uh, you know, the majority of what we raise and 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 what we do uh, goes back directly to the uh, the active duty men and women and their families. Um, just you know, the communication of inside and outside of the military. It's it's really it's really interesting to see that we are on behalf of the American people supporting the military. But a lot of non-military civilians um, really don't know what the USO is. And so, you know, the brand recognition, the what the USO actually does for our troops and their families, that that word really does need to get out because we are more than just the, the Bob Hope, you know, Definitely. entertainment shows overseas. We're doing a lot. We're doing a, a lot for uh, the local troops. And, and it's a grassroots type of uh, organization. You know, we, we have, like you were talking about Orlando or out in San Diego or up in Washington, or in Chicago, 
you know, they know the needs of the people there. It, it's not some um, centralized, uh, you know, putting out policies and programs from afar. I mean, these are the people that are living in your communities, and it's, it's really good to get plugged in with that. All um, right. Otherwise, I'm just I'm really grateful for the opportunity to come on. And, uh, Gary, thank you for your service. Uh, well, thank American you. American Heroes Network for dedication to our troops and their families. You know, this show and all your loyal listeners truly are inspiring. I, I uh, appreciate us. it. And, appreciate uh, Jim, us, thank you again for your service and dedication. Military Order of the Purple Heart, fantastic organization. Uh, looks like and sounds like uh, they got someone really good uh, doing that job uh, by you. So thank you for both of you serving. Well, thank you again, Steve. Thanks, you, Steve. If you missed any of our shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on AmericanHeroesNetworkRadio.com. And yes, you can hear every one of those archived shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off. And thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel. And we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. We're America, you're